Good evening, folks, and a hearty welcome to our drive-in theater. We have a wonderful evening's entertainment lined up for you, one that will provide several hours of pleasurable relaxation and diversion for you and your family. Did you fail to dress up for tonight's show? No tie, an old shirt and slacks, a house dress? Well, don't give it a thought. We're glad you came as you are. We just want you to enjoy yourselves. Yes, indeed. We are very happy to have you here on the film show. I'm S.W. Conser, and today we are delighted to bring you a rebroadcast of our popular Summer Drive-In Movie Special. If you're looking to beat the heat in Oregon this summer, there are plenty of opportunities to see a movie under the stars. Jen Chavez will be reporting on outdoor cinema events right in the center of the city, including screenings that, in true Portland fashion, don't even require a car. And I'll be joined on the phone by Patty Johnson. She's the manager of the historic Le Grand Drive-In in Eastern Oregon. But first, let's take a trip down to Newburgh, Oregon, to talk with a third-generation drive-in theater owner. This is SW Concer with The Film Show. And I'm in Newburgh, Oregon with Brian Francis, third generation proprietor of the 99W Drive-In. And uh, Brian, good to be here. Yes, it's good to have you here too and all the listeners out at Kebu. I hope that you uh, enjoy our program tonight. So you grew up in this place. Your grandfather started the 99W Drive-In back in 1953. Yes, he did. 1953. Of course, I wasn't, I'm not that old. I'm 55, but... My earliest memories would be like 101 Dalmatians or Lady and the Tramp or something. I was traumatized a bit by Goldfinger when the girl was spray painted with gold paint and passed away from that. That affected me when I was like five years old, growing up in a drive-in. <laughs> well, one of the big features of the 99W is you have all of these uh, theme nights, like you'll have uh, hearses show up one night, you'll have Edsel show up another yes. one, uh, VWs. Um, there's, VWs, there's the, Corvettes. Yeah, people seem to be competing to outdo themselves with theme nights and parties. They do. We have like a um, calendar that's open to any car club that wants to get in touch with us and say they're coming out. So, you know, um, it's interesting to me that so many places have given up their drive-in theaters. And Oregon, which is not known for its great year-round weather, yeah. uh, still has several drive-ins that are very popular. Yes, it has four drive-ins. There hasn't been any closures of any of the drive-ins in Oregon since, oh, about 2003 or two. Different story in Washington. I'm going to talk to uh, Al here if, okay. I, if I get a chance to switch with you. We're going to switch, Al. Okay. So now I'm talking with Al Blodgett, who's been um, helping take tickets here at the 99W since, uh, oh, 1953. Well, off and on, yes. <laughs> now that, it, well, yeah, before that, because... His grandfather was my first boss when I was about 12 years old, and that was before the drive-in theater. So you started working the box office when you were 16. Must have been a dream come true for a no, teenager. Really, my first job was helping clean the theaters, and then as a projectionist. Yeah, it was a good. It was and still is a good gathering place. So what's changed about the place in 60 odd years? Well, in the earlier years. You got into a lot more questionable stuff than you do today just because people have changed and like I say it's more of a family operation. 
there was some wilder times out here, but not stuff you're gonna put on the radio. <laughs> We're looking at a sign that says, drive-in movie, removal of clothing prohibited at all times. Compliments of Ringgold Cinema Equipment. Those Very nice. Those are gone. And of course, the other big thing is radio sound now versus sound that came out on speakers that you hung on your window. Oh yeah, those things would always fall off or I guess. Or to... you forgot them and you drove off with them. In fact, there's one right here. Oh yeah. That's uh, one of the original speakers. In those days, all of the grounds here was wired underground with wiring for the speakers on the posts and there were also lights, small lights on all the posts to kind of let you know where they were at. So uh, I'm supposed to ask you about the mermaid. Well, in, in one of my, my other worlds, I owned a restaurant here in town. Fish bucket. And uh, we did an advertising uh, gimmick on the roof. We had a V sign on it that had a mermaid. And we used that as, as the outline of a sign pushing fish products. Well, the mermaid had a bare nipple. And as conservative as this town is, it set it on its ear. And we went uh, nationwide on publicity on it. That couldn't have hurt business. Oh no, I've, I had a huge weekend. In fact, my wife at the time left town. She wanted nothing to do with all the publicity. But you keep on coming back to the uh, Francis family and helping them out with all the people showing up and watching movies under the stars. Yes, and you see, my last job, I retired as the fire chief here in town, so. I kind of got back into this after I retired and I had some free time to, to do what I wanted, if you know what I mean. Because I bring up some things that he hasn't heard about and uh, that makes it fun. It's oh, yeah? just kind of going back to my roots. Give me an example there. Oh, okay. But two windstorms took the screen towers down here and uh, then a windstorm also took down the walls to the Twin Cinema as it was being built. Yeah. Which which uh, which screen crash? Talking about here and the, which the walls that came down for the twin cinema. Oh, that was in '83. Yeah. And then they owned the uh, driving like in McMinnville also, yeah. and that screen tower came down in the Columbus Day storm. And we have color home movies of all this stuff. My grandfather took 16 millimeter color home. Movies. Should project those sometime. He does I a transfer lot of them. the cameo downtown. Well, Al, uh, Budget, thanks so much for talking with us today. Did I answer all your questions? <laughs> well, and then some, you know, but feel free to suggest some more. No, I think you're doing just fine. You're kind of driving the ship here and happy to try and help you out you. and make your program a little more successful. Well, thanks again. You bet, and thanks for coming out. All right. Um, hey, Brian, uh, should we go somewhere more out of the way or something? We could go up to the projection booth. Yeah, I, would, I actually would like to go check. Okay, on let's do that. See if it's cooling properly it must be cool it must be dust free so you have uh, you have two theaters here you have an indoor theater the cameo and then sort of on a catwalk across the way you uh, have a projection booth that goes out to the outdoor screen the uh, the drive-in screen yes we do in downtown Newburgh is the cameo theater built in 1937 and on this property the drive-in was built in 1953 and the Indoor Twin Cinema, which is still running 35mm film, built in 1983. Uh, so we're here in the projection booth and you have a sign that says 35mm movies, 1906 to 2013. So um, That was made by a fan who makes hobby graveyards around his house, so he made me a tombstone. 
requiet. I can't speak Latin now. Re requiescat well. in pace. Yes, rest in pieces. A piece is what that means. And, but I, I, I confounded that prophecy because I still have one of the original 1953 35-millimeter projectors hooked up, and it can run film, and that's what I do between shows, 35-millimeter um, intermission reels. Yeah, you're famous for your classic intermission short films uh, that yeah. go back, well, you know, 60 years to when the drive-in started in some cases, or maybe not so far. Yeah, there's an accumulation of trailers and things like that. You're not, you're not supposed to really... Uh, do anything much with them after the film's out of release, but we put them on screen sometimes, uh, movie trailers, and along with the uh, the snack bar intermission material that, you, that people are familiar with, you know, like in the movie Grease, the dancing hot dog and that kind of thing. You got some funding to go digital, though. You do have some digital projection. Well, I guess you could call it funding. It was actually a, an initiative or a project from Honda Project Drive-In where... Um, the American Honda Corporation came up with five digital projectors and awarded them, you might say, to drive-ins that got the most votes in a contest. And you were one of those. You were, you were very popular. Yes, we were the only drive-in west of Texas that got one of those. We were the fifth of the first five that they came up with. It was only five originally, but then after this drive-in was awarded a projector, um, they had four more projectors, and uh, four more drive-ins were saved that way. So I was a, a lucky recipient of one of those projectors. About a $65,000 piece of machinery. So on your website, there's all sorts of rumors you're answering about the place closing and being turned into a shopping mall. I mean, you, you know, the real estate around here must be uh, getting more and more valuable, so, uh, so it must be tempting to give the place up. Well, yeah, but it's kind of in my blood to be running it as a drive-in right now. But, yeah, I suppose if I was to face the, the best use of the land music, that might, one might conclude there's a better use for the land here. But we're almost on the, I mean, we were trying to get on the National Register of Historic Places, and that still might happen. Which, uh, so we'll go out in style if that ever does happen. Strangely, I'm able to get 35-millimeter film still. I don't, uh, there's only 4% of the industry now according to Technicolor, um, who makes prints and distributes the uh, film prints and digital prints, there's about 4% of theaters that are still running 35 millimeter now. I didn't know any of the Hollywood studios still allowed uh, 35 millimeter prints. Well, they do. Some studios require in advance uh, front money, and they only make 35 millimeter prints on the very big, largest, you know, tent pole type titles. Not, not all their titles, so it's limited what you can get anymore if you're going to stay running uh, that type of projector. Well, you got a line of cars going out to the highway, yes. so that's pretty good. Yes, it is. Earth Echo and Dawn of the Planet of the Apes tonight. Uh, well, Brian Francis, thanks for uh, showing us at the film show, showing the KBU listeners around the 99W drive-in. Yes, you're very welcome. How can our listeners find out more about the drive-in? Well, one good way is the website, uh, 99w.com, or Friends of the 99W on our uh, Facebook page. Uh, the administrators are all fans of the theater. When the Keep Portland Weird website picked us as Business of the Week two weeks ago, we got 500 likes overnight on that site. And that was instrumental in winning the digital projector from the Honda initiative. Or drive by, drive through Newburgh, and look for the marquee. Or call us on the phone at 
4479. And thank you for supporting KBU Radio. Thank you. And uh, now back to the studio. Thank you, Conch. You're listening to The Film Show on KBU Community Radio. I'm guest host Natalie Buto. And I'm S.W. Conser. Today, we're visiting drive-in theaters here in the Northwest, learning about the old traditions and the new technologies. And it turns out that Jen Chavez has uncovered some new venues for outdoor cinema right here in downtown Portland. Well, all right. Take it away, Jen. <laughs> projectionists stop the show here's great news you ought to know we've just got a shipment of taste thrilled treats all tip-top quality and delicious eats so you've passed the time this past rainy winter like many of us in the comfort of the movie theater basking in the warm glow of film but now it's summer the sun is shining time to get outside and give movie going a break right not so fast you can get the best of both worlds at top down rooftop cinema it's an annual screening series put on by the good folks at the Northwest Film Center, with shows every Thursday through August, not just outside, but high above the streets of downtown Portland on the rooftop of the Hotel Deluxe parking garage. And it kicks off tonight at 7 p.m. with Hitchcock's classic film, Notorious. Tickets are bound to sell out for all the shows, so buying advance tickets is suggested, as is showing up by 8.30 p.m. at the latest. I stopped by the Northwest Film Center downtown to hear more about the lineup of this year's 10th annual Top Down Rooftop Cinema Series with the center's Thomas Phillipson and Nick Bruno. Can you, first of all, set the stage for the location of the Top Down screenings? You know, it's eight, you show up to the venue to take a seat. Um, Where are you and what do you see? Well, the doors open at seven o'clock up on top of the Hotel Deluxe's parking structure. So you're five stories up over by the stadium over there and you have these really fantastic views uh, all the way around downtown including the Fremont Bridge and the West Hills and the tops of the skyscrapers of downtown it's really beautiful up there Uh, and we have food and and snacks and uh, adult beverages and non-adult beverages (laughs) and at eight o'clock that's when our band starts playing so people are always mingling up there having a good time uh, putting their chairs up. It's a lot of fun. And, and tonight's band is a local indie folk uh, musician extraordinaire, St. Even, um, who's been written up a lot in Portland Mercury and um, also in the Willamette Week and was recently featured in an OPB music piece. Oh, great. Um, so we can look forward to that this evening. Um, this evening now, um, tonight's screening is... Hitchcock, because every good series has a little Hitchcock, right? But, you know, perhaps more often in art house cinemas than in outdoor screenings. How did you choose uh, Notorious as your opener tonight? Well, the one nice thing about our outdoor series is that we can cater to an adult crowd. We don't have, uh, it's not like the wonderful uh, films in the parks that the park service does. Uh, We can have, you know, cocktails and beer and, and fun things like that. So, so we try to appeal to an adult crowd and also to appeal to a different sort of uh, audience each week so we can get different people with different tastes. So we started with the nice, good old classic Alfred Hitchcock. Everybody loves that. 
Yeah, absolutely. And and you're continuing next week with Bottle Rocket. That's part of your Wes's World series this summer. Can you talk a little bit about that and, and why you chose to tie it in with Top Down? Absolutely. Uh, Wes's World is basically us presenting the films of Wes Anderson all the way from Bottle Rockets through uh, Moonrise Kingdom. And we're pairing all those films with influence films, films that influences, influenced Wes Anderson's career. We chose uh, to have Bottle Rocket at Top Down just to have a tie-in um, because Top Down tends to be an audience that we don't touch a lot during the rest of the year, and so it's a way to have crossover and to try to invite people into our Wetzel Auditorium to see the rest of the series. Nice. There's, there's one other reason, too. I've had Bottle Rocket on the Top Down list for a few years now because I have a, a, an exact replica of the coat that Owen Wilson wears in that that I found <laughs> at a thrift store years ago, and I've been dying to wear it, so I'll be wearing that. I'll be sporting that next yeah, Thursday there, night. There seems to always be at least one show per year at Top Down that uh, is tied into Thomas's wardrobe. Oh my gosh. Of course. Well, we can just end the interview here. I think you've given us enough reason. <laughs> That's excellent. So you talked a little bit about this a minute ago, but um, oftentimes you see outdoor screenings that go straight towards the winning family-friendly films, E.T., Indiana Jones, etc. Um, or you see the classic midnight movies like, you know, The Warriors, which granted is one of my absolute favorites of all time. Um, but for Top Down, you have an interesting balance of both. You're saying that you go for the adult crowd, but you also have some um, kind of family-friendly films. And within both genres, you offer well-known films and slightly more obscure ones. For example, The 5,000 Fingers of Dr. T. Um, you know, is your audience just an adult audience, or are you going? For, are you trying to get multiple audiences here? How do you select the programming in that way? Yeah, we are trying to get multiple audiences. Nobody, it seems like, wants to go to every single top down, so it helps us to to tap into a different audience every week. Uh, and like the Five Thousand Fingers of Doctor T, I I kind of assume that people knew about that movie, but the more people I talk to, they have no idea that that Dr. Seuss ever wrote and art directed a, a live action film in the 50s so um, that's an obvious choice when you when you realize something like that is out there you know you've got to do it. And that film is really accessible to children sure but at the same time it, it has adult pleasures that uh, go far beyond I mean, it's a to use you know to use the words that kids are using nowadays uh, it's really trippy <laughs> it's very strange it's an odd duck um, and a lot of fun to see I saw it the first time at 2 a.m. in the morning on cable and was like, what in the heck am I seeing? Um, I'm really happy it's in the lineup this year. It's like, am I awake right now? Am right, I- <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah, and you've got Edward Scissorhands as well. Um, and then the the Kings of Comedy um, is kind of not typically the Martin Scorsese film that people expect to see out, you know? It's my favorite of his yeah, it's, films. It's, it's my favorite sure. Robert De Niro performance as well. I, I really enjoy the film. If you're just tuning into the film show, I'm speaking with Thomas Philipson and Nick Bruno of the Northwest Film Center about their outdoor summer programming. Um, so guys, as I've said, Top Down kicks off tonight and continues every Thursday through the end of August. Um, but I'd also like to hear a little bit about a similar series that happened recently at Zadell Yards. Um, can you tell me a bit about the scene there and how that went? Uh, yeah, it was the second year we've done this event. Um, it was this past weekend for the second year. Um, and it's a partnership with uh, Zydell Corporation. Um, and last year they approached our executive director, uh, Bill Foster, with the notion of uh, using their space down underneath or at the foot of the Ross Island Bridge to do events. 
and, and we bit because why not? We love doing this stuff and uh, why not touch another audience? We um, put together a program last year. It was moderately successful and then they approached us again. We've, we did it this year. Uh, went from sort of all 80s classics except for uh, Enter the Dragon <laughs> and uh, it seemed to be even more successful. What compelled you guys to participate in a in specifically a, a drive-in? You know, is that a is that was it a, for a nostalgic value, or is there something more? I think there's definitely a, a nostalgic input to our participation in in Zydel Yards. All of us are old enough to have at least experienced, even in childhood or maybe in adulthood, the event of going to a drive-in with our families, and how special that setting is, while also sort of knowing on on a level that it's rather odd to to sit in your car very american though (laughs) to sit in your car and watch a movie yeah it was it it was a no-brainer uh yeah we we jumped on it well we knew we would get a lot of attention for it just because it's such a unique experience and then that gives us an opportunity to talk to the audience about whatever else we do here at the northwest film center our school of film or the rest of the exhibition program year-round it was yeah it was it provided great exposure Nice. Um, so, you know, in the midst of a wealth of summer outdoor screenings, you guys have both Top Down and the Zydel Drive-Ins that we've been speaking about. Um, how do you find that uh, a film or a viewing experience is enhanced by an outdoor setting? Um, do, you, do you think that the film interacts with the surroundings in a way? Or, or how, how does it change the experience to watch something outdoors? Occasionally, uh, the two things come together. It's you know we're we're all you know hardcore cinephiles here, so we probably generally prefer our films in a in a black box with uh, you know perfect sound and all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. But it's so much fun. You know, it's a social event as much as it is a cinematic event, and it, it's you know both the drive-in and top-down are about as far away from the Northwest Film Center's mission as we get. Um, but it's still film and it's still fun, um, so we, we think it's worthwhile. Absolutely. It, it creates a party setting, and that's really, it is more event-based versus straight-up film-based content. Yeah. Do you feel like you're pulling, you know, like the film center, like cinephile audience a little bit out of their shell, getting them into like this, you know, rooftop party atmosphere? I think so. I think so. And the programming helps that a little bit to kind of walk the line to show a classic like Notorious uh, might pull some of them out. Oh, cool. And then they, you know, realize how great it is. Exactly. <laughs> and so out, much fun. Come out yeah. for the cult films. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you very much. And I just wanted to ask uh, quickly where people can go to find more information about Top Down or um, Wes's World or any of your summer programming that you guys are offering now. They can always head on over to nwfilm.org. We have information about all our programming there uh, and also all of our activity at the School of Film. Thank you guys very much for speaking with me. Is there anything you'd like to add or... See you on the rooftop. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Come hang out with us. (laughs) Cool. Well, um, hopefully some listeners will be interested in doing so. I've been speaking with Thomas Phillipson and Nick Bruno of the Northwest Film Center. Their top-down rooftop cinema series begins at 7 p.m. atop the downtown Hotel Deluxe parking garage. Nick and Thomas, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks, Jan. Thanks so much. Your continued patronage is very, very welcome. Thanks, Jen. Uh, You're listening to The Film Show. I'm S.W. Conser, and now we're joined on the phone by Patty Johnson. She's the manager of the LeGrand Drive-In in in Eastern Oregon. 
Patty, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Uh, well, it's safe to say that most of our listenership is out here uh, west in the Willamette Valley, but it is summer vacation season, so um, wondering uh, what would you suggest for folks who want to come visit Eastern Oregon? There are lots of historic buildings out there, including the La Grande Drive-In and your, your sister theater, the Granada. Yes. Yeah, so what are some of the, uh, the great attractions uh, there that people can check out? Um, well, we do have, like, you know, like I said, the drive-in. Um, you know, it's a great um, outdoor experience to come and be able to watch from the back of your vehicle, inside your vehicle. Um, and the drive-in was established by uh, the Grulick family. This is some 60, 70 years ago. But there have been a lot of changes since then. People, uh, they now listen in on their radios instead of the old window speakers. And you've got digital hard drives instead of the big old projectors. Uh, but it is still run by the same family. Yes. They, uh, the drive-in was built in 52, and the Grudlings took it over in 1954. And then in 1990 is when we switched over from the speakers to the radio. And, and then in 2013 is when we went digital. Yeah, that's that's been quite an expense. We went digital here at the theater, but the drive-in went in 2013. Yeah, that's been a lot of expense. That's been uh, the reason why so many drive-ins have been falling off the map lately. But uh, you're still going strong, and the community is supporting you. Yes, they are. We have a really good community. Well, I uh, understand that uh, there's a traditional event called Crazy Days uh, in Lagrand. You haven't uh, been experiencing that the last couple of years, but we hope that people bring that back. And the drive-in has been part of that in the past. Well, we have we do keep Crazy Days going. Um, it was the uh, fancy cars, the the old uh, cars that came out to the drive-in, and they would sit up there, and then the people could come out and watch the movies, and then check out the um, cars. Now, you have been actually uh, working in and around, well, you've been around LeGrand for a very long time, but you've just been the manager for the last couple of years. Uh, is this just um, one of, is this one of the jobs that people really look forward to? Is this something where you get to come out and watch the movies and be under the stars and uh, it's, it's just a great summer experience? It is. A lot of people will come out, you know, they bring out their pickups and then they just kind of camp out in the back of the trucks and watch it. A lot of people will, you know, bring out lawn chairs and just sit outside and just kind of enjoy it. It's really nice in the summertime because when it's nice and warm, you can just sit out and kind of watch the big screen and watch some good movies. Yeah, it beats watching movies on your uh, little tablet device. <laughs> yeah, or the computers, you know. And uh, that way you get to meet your neighbors as well. Yeah, and people are really friendly out there. You know, they help people out You because know, you know, every once in a while you get the cars that, you know, run down their batteries, and, you know, people are really friendly and help people out, and, you know, we'll jump them and get them going again. Well, for any of our listeners who'd like to find out more about the LeGrand Drive-In, where would you direct them for information? Um, we have a website. It's LeGrandMovies.com. It's LeGrand. Now you make me forget. <laughs> <laughs> it's Granada at LeGrandMovies.com. And I see that you're also listed at the website uh, drive-ins.com. Um, not on ours, we're not. Oh. Unless there's I've never. But, yeah, we just have our one website, um, which gives all its um, 
you know, LaGrandMovies.com, and you just click on it, and at the top it gives all the movies that are playing right now and all the information, and when you scroll down it gives the drive-in information. Well, for folks who are nostalgic and haven't been to a drive-in, this is a great opportunity if you're out in eastern Oregon. Yes, a lot of people like it. Well, Patty Johnson, thanks again, and best of luck this drive-in season. Yeah, we had kind of a bad start with the cold weather and a lot of rain, but it has picked up pretty good now. Well, good. Looking forward to it. Thanks so much for joining us. All right. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to The Film Show on KBOO. I'm S.W. Conser. I'd like to thank our guests today, Patty Johnson at the LeGrand Drive-In, as well as Brian Francis and Alan Blodgett of the 99W Drive-In, and Thomas Phillipson and Nick Bruno of the Northwest Film Center. Thanks also to the Oregon Media Production Association for their support and collaboration, and thanks to all our listeners on the radio dial and on the web. The audio for the show will be available later today at our archive page, kboo.fm slash thefilmshow. And you can keep up with us on Twitter at kboofilmshow. Now stay tuned for an afternoon of music on your homegrown Portland radio station. <laughs> ¶¶